Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. We're back. It's not like we left for long. I know. Now it's going to feel that way because we did post our first ever coffee break. Oh, that's right. We Yeah, Thursday morning was the first ever coffee break. So if you haven't tuned into that one, it's going to be a shorter, very topic-specific bonus shows. And it's not only going to be about health and fitness. It's going to be about whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it could be many different things, but you'll know exactly what it's about because it'll be very topic specific and in the title. So if it's something you'd be interested in, take a listen. It's short. It's to the point. It should be, it should be fun. It should be deep dives into the coffee pot. Break it, bust and miss too. Yeah. Well, that's one of the topics. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's a little bonus for you guys, you know, a little extra, a little something, something. Yeah. So, um, that's also on Apple Podcasts and YouTube, so it's both. You could, you could watch it, you could listen to it, you could do both. It doesn't matter. Um, anyways, though, happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's officially my birthday weekend. It's your birthday weekend. Yeah, your birthday just passed. Mine passed. Officially 48 years old. I say young. 48 years young? Yeah, young and strong. Do you want to know what's so funny? I... Don't know why, but I spent the entire year thinking I was already 47. <laughs> you already planted in your head, huh? I feel like I just got back a year. I thought I was turning 48. Nope, 47. Remember, you're young, you're, you're younger than me. I know. I thought you were turning 49. Mm-mm. Damn, you're already trying to push me out to the grave, huh? One year sooner? No, I just can't <laughs> believe that. I felt like so excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally feel like I just got back a whole year. Yeah. I really felt That's 47. Crazy. So turning 47, for those of you who wonder like, oh, what's it feel like now to be 47? I, it feels exactly the same because I already thought I was 47. <laughs> you know, people ask you that. How do you feel? I feel the same as I felt last year. I know. Or yesterday. You know, it's I more- mean, I mean, yeah, we're getting older. But honestly, because I've been paying attention to doing things differently, I feel, I feel good. The cold yeah. showers help. The workouts help. Vitamins work. Everything helps. Everything. Yeah, you know. It's a good birthday. You know what's interesting? Mentally. Is that because we work so hard on constantly improving, mm-hmm. improving yes. fitness and Always. even supplementation and yes. food and just so many things, I don't feel like, at least for like I would say the last five years, I don't feel like I'm getting older. I don't feel, oh, like, oh, I feel the age. Like, when I get up, like, I feel kind of the same yeah. or better. The or same better. or better. Like, yeah. I don't feel like, oh, now that I'm older, because it hasn't changed a lot. No. I would say even in, like, five years. I feel like not even, like, my my look has changed that much. Like, I don't feel like my face has aged significantly. I feel like the same things I'm a that bother me now bothered me five years ago yeah. and they haven't necessarily gotten worse. They're just the same things that bothered me five years ago. Yeah. Well, you put in the work too, not just working out, you're drinking, you're, you're hydrated, which is yeah. very important. Whatever skin stuff you do, which you do, you always do your little, my regimes, your regimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're sleeping. Yes. Sleep nutri- is nutrition is on point. Your workouts are more than on point. Mm-hmm. You're doing six days a week, mm-hmm. couple that double days. That stimulates growth hormone, which keeps you young. Yes. Good, consistent yes. resistance training mm-hmm. and working out. Working out keeps you looking young. Mm-hmm. 
It is. It's the it's the it's the medicine to staying young. I don't I don't know it why is. people don't understand. They're looking for a pill and products on the internet and all this. Put this stuff in my skin and injections. No, <laughs> no dummies. That's not where it's at. Because guess what? Your your, your internals are aging. You also have to remember that. You know, as long crazy? as the external, your internals are aging too. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is like people will do anything else besides working out, which actually works. Like, oh my goodness. they'll I've seen this like it was Dude. on a. It's yeah, annoying. I, I don't know. It was on a it was on a reality show, but where they put on this suit and they plugged in all of these like electrodes all over their body or whatever, and it's supposed to be like a a fifteen minute workout is equivalent to like two hours of working out. Just the process of putting on the suit and doing all these things, mm-hmm. this special suit, this uh, it's uncomfortable. Why don't you just do the actual workout? Forget the suit. You know what I mean? Like. It's probably just bull crap anyway, but I'm just saying like they'll do so many things in order to avoid what actually works. Yeah. Dude, people, listen, take my advice. It's free. I'm going to charge you nothing. She's going to charge you. Invest in yourselves. Stop buying shit you don't need in life and I need this. I need to do that. Dude, you need to work on yourself. Everybody. Stop looking in the mirror and hold yourself accountable, period. Yeah. Stop fucking pointing fingers at this or blaming that. or Stop with the excuses. Invest in yourself. That's the most important person you but can invest in. But invest in yourself, not with the gimmicky things. Yes. Do what works, what's proven, what it's, it doesn't, it, there's not a lot of like gimmicky yeah. things, you know? They, stop. Just stop. Work, work on yourselves, people. I don't know. So anyways, what plans this weekend, we're going to go to Mastro's. Yes, first time. There is a Mastro's now in uh, San Jose. Hey, we're coming up in the world, San Jose. Yeah, if there's San Jose, no, it's a very popular um, steakhouse. Yes, and we've been to the one in Vegas. Mm -hmm. We've been to the one in Orange County. That's the mother. That's I caught the mother one. Original location, right? Water. That was the original location. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's beautiful. I think so. There's probably one in New York. Because, you know, Vegas restaurants never start in Vegas. They always yeah. come from somewhere else. Like STK Steakhouse. They usually come... come from New York. Yes. Is there a... Ma- I no. think there, mu- there must be a Mastro's in New York. Huh. How would we How would we not know that? Because we've eaten everywhere. I don't know, but I love Mastro's. So I'm going to... Friday's going to be... Even though my birthday is officially Saturday, Friday is going to be like my official like cheat meal because I want to enjoy Mastro's. Yeah, yeah, of course. You should. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't Saturday remember I'll... the menu no more. It's been so many years since we've eaten there. It's typical like steakhouse food, yeah. but yeah, I, I want to try the like sides. supposedly the butter cake is like amazing Ooh. and I want to try it. Yes. It's your birthday. I've you recently, I found that one thing I have noticed this year is I, my taste buds are changing a little bit. Like I'm eating and enjoying things that previously I didn't. Like I never ate cake. Never. I, I hated cake my whole life. My mom would get like, a cookie cake or something like that. Oh my God, how do you hate cake? Because I did not like cake. I didn't eat my birthday cake. She always would buy a birthday cake and I would never eat it. Remember those cheap ass uh, box cakes? Come yeah, in the box? like that's what my, my mother used to make. always make those yeah, with the sure. cheap frosting and oh my God, those were good. I liked the batter, but I never liked the cake. But I realized cake that I'm starting to like cake. Mm. I mean, yeah, look at me. I, I, I didn't eat... I didn't eat sushi. I was dirty. I was closed. My I didn't eat avocados really till I got with you. Guacamole. I thought it was the grossest thing, and I, I love got it now. Into guacamole. So, so a lot of my taste. I don't need things this sweet. I used to remember I, my coffee. How many splendors I used to put in my coffee? And you're like, what the hell? I put one. Dude. Yeah, because one time when oh, when we first when you first became my trainer, and I I 
texted you and asked you if you wanted a coffee. I was at Starbucks. And you said, yeah, sure. I, you wanted an Americano with half and half and seven Splendas. I was like, seven Splendas? See? Because Insane. Splendas are sweet. I know. I know. Seven Splendas. I was like, holy shit. I do two shit, now in Americano. crazy. It. Two. That's it. One, one in my cup of coffee every yeah, morning. Yeah, so it was funny because I was... Um, Built Bar came out with a double chocolate Built Bar, and they they sent me a sample. And normally, I wouldn't like that, the double chocolate. But I tried it. I was like, wow, this is actually really good. And I was talking about it on Instagram, and I was saying, I don't even like chocolate stuff, but this Built Bar is really good, which it is. But then I had to stop and think, like, wait a minute. I have been gravitating more towards chocolate lately. Like, I, I bought a chocolate quinoa granola. I've been having like a piece of chocolate every night. I have I bought a pro- chocolate protein powder, and I, I put chocolate protein powder in my yogurt. Like I've been so maybe I am a chocolate person. It's like I lied. I said on Instagram that I I'm not a chocolate person. I think I am. I became one and didn't even realize it. Just like that, it you happens. Know? So you you can change your taste buds can change even oh, yeah. like in your forties. Yeah, they do. They can change for sure. I used to be the bo- we were talking about this. I used to be the most picky boringest eater i liked cheese pizza a hot dog with mustard a plain cheeseburger that was pretty much what i ate as a kid yes unhealthy my mom that's what she would get for me and then as an adult i always gravitate to vanilla vanilla everything me too me too more than chocolate but who's to say you know i have to say i also have gotten more, um, you know, like recently, uh, like a month ago, we got a combination pizza. Oh, my And it goodness. was so good. Yeah. We I gotta just, give him a shout out. What's the name of that place? Oh, it's Come on. Pizza California you on guys, Brokaw. In this, they have a special sourdough crust. Yes. The dough is from sourdough. The yeah. Pizza. And oh, I just, amazing. I looked up, what I did was I looked up their specialties and I looked up their best sellers and I ordered their top best sellers. Try doing that at restaurants. When you go to a restaurant, don't be afraid. Ask the waiter, what's your best seller? What's yeah. your most popular item? Because, and don't even ask what's in it. Just, just order it for what it is and try it. Yeah. Because a lot of times we then will mess it up because then we'll say, oh, what's in it? Oh, but can I have it without this or without that? No, just order it as is. You might surprise yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And, and they know what's what's the best things on their items, regardless when you're at a restaurant. Yeah. Ask them exactly what's their best seller. What's ask your them personal what's their preference? Best seller. We should ask when we go to Mastro's. We should say what's your best selling side. Yeah, I know their best selling dessert is the butter cake, so I want to try the butter cake. At steakhouses, though, they'll try to upsell you. Oh, you should go with this steak, this and that. You look at the price. No, I don't like, want. That's why I said side. Yeah, yeah. I know. I probably I'm gonna get a filet mignon. Of course. And then I'll just look at the size. I just need eight ounces. I don't need 16. I don't eat big old steaks like that no more. Oh my gosh. Even eight ounces. I'm going to have to You know, to some eat. people order porterhouses and tomahawks. Like, oh, that's too much mm-hmm. meat. I couldn't do it. That's way yeah. too much. Six to eight for me is perfect. I don't need more than that in one sitting. So that's Friday. And then Saturday. Okay. So Tyler and Alyssa for my birthday last year got me tickets to the Tyler Henry show. And the Tyler Henry show is um, the psychic. Tyler Henry is coming to San Jose, um, but he got COVID and they canceled it. So the the show was going to be in March of last year. And I love him. My kids know I love him. I've watched his show. I read his first book. I haven't read his second book. But and I love the whole idea of like 
feeling like there's something else, like afterlife. It, it makes me feel comforted with the passing of my mom. So they bought me that very generous gift last year. But since he got sick, it canceled. And guess what? It got rescheduled for my birthday. It was meant to be. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It, was, it was meant to be special for your birthday weekend. Yeah, so it's on, on your my birthday. birthday. Yeah. Like on my actual birthday, yeah. I'm getting my birthday gift from last year. Alyssa and I are going to go to dinner and then we're going to go see the show. And they got me really good tickets. So yeah. it's like front and center. Like I I'm think excited for you. First few rows. And not to say like he doesn't Excuse give me. readings to everybody, obviously. Oh, and just... not to say that in <clears> order <throat> I need to have a reading to feel good about it. It's not that. It's seeing everybody else get their readings or seeing the impact will make me feel better. Because it just makes me feel like. I just want to know if my mother's doing okay. Just like yeah. you do. Wherever yeah. they're at. You know, their energy. I just want to make, I just want to know. I hope it's not over. I hope there's something else. I hope I can see her again. Yeah. And when I see things like them. that and when I have my own readings or whatever, it gives me like reassurance that it's, this isn't over. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. I believe it. We're going somewhere. We're all going to reunite somewhere. So that's what's going on there. And I'm excited about it. So that's birthday weekend. Nothing nothing too crazy. But um, you know, 10 years ago, wifey and I would have been in Vegas. Well, Just four getting... years ago, we were in Miami. Yeah. I got the memories. We partied hard yeah. in Miami. Yeah. Not as hard as we normally go, but my no. my 40th was in Miami and we went like... yeah old school party status on that that was probably the last time like i really turned up was my 40th birthday i just you know we like getting up early coffee gym it's our it's our it's part of our life it's like if yeah. people religiously go to church like yeah. religiously day and yeah. night working That's out gym whatever you want to call it even it on vacation our religion. so for we me now a vacations sounds to me like Get up early, go go have a workout, maybe yes. walk out, walk around outside, yes. have some coffee, yep. and then go hang out by the pool with yes. good music, some cocktails, mm -hmm. and then a a good dinner. Yes, that's an ideal vacation yep. for me. So if that's where I I have aged, that's where it's at. Yeah, it's it's in the things I like to do have changed. Yeah. Plus, you know, when you when you're getting a good night's sleep, you're preserving yourself, man. Yeah. People, we we wore ourselves out for many years, yeah. not sleeping properly, up all hours of the night. Sometimes the sun was coming up. I'm glad that's done and over with. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not chasing that high anymore. I've still have friends in my age group who still want to, that high and chasing. Like, bro, retire already. You're too old. Stop it. What are you doing? You're not a kid no more. Yeah. Okay. So now we are on to our hot coffee topic. Which is? All right. I know we've talked about, we talk about this topic a lot, but husbands killing their wives, right? Damn. Have more? you heard of the, she's from the, in the East Coast, I think Massachusetts actually, Anna Walsh is missing, this woman, Anna, Anna Walsh. Is wait, 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 wait. Some dude is in the media, is famous, his wife just disappeared and she's worth a lot of money. Is that the one? I don't, I think she might be worth a lot of money. I don't know about what she's worth, but what happened is, She's a real estate agent. He's like an investment banker. Um, and <clears throat> the last time she was seen was New Year's Day. She supposedly had to go look at a property. In She had to fly somewhere to look at a property, maybe fly to Florida, I think, um, last minute because something was going on with one of her properties. And her husband says she got into an Uber early, early that morning and he didn't hear from her. And th after three days, she was reported missing after three days. Okay. 
Um, wait, wait, after three days? Yeah. I would report you missing after a few hours. Right, like if you call You're not me, answering your phone. Right. Going, I would have been going crazy. Like, that's not like so, you. So yeah. there's no record of her ever taking a rideshare or an Uber. There's no record of a flight. There's Red no flag. record of her at the airport. Red flag. Okay. Three. Um, He is currently, the husband, is actually on house arrest right now because he was convicted of some sort of a scheme. So he's a felon, convicted felon on house arrest. Scam artist. Um, but here's the interesting thing. He was arrested mm-hmm. now on suspicion of murder. And is he being charged? Yeah, he was arrested. Okay, so he's, he's being con- charged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's okay. being charged because a um, couple of things that, that pointed to his guilt. Her body has not been found, but he's being arrested. Usually, if a body has not been found, they don't charge with murder. It's hard. No but case, no body. I think they're charging with murder. He was seen on a security camera buying the day after she disappeared, before she was reported missing. $450 worth of supplies. Some of the things he purchased, tarps, buckets, uh, and he was wearing disposable gloves and a mask when he did that. Shopping? Yeah. Trying to cover his identity? I don't know. And here is... This is the ultimate. This is the ultimate Arrogance sign of, of guilt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two days before she was reported missing. His internet search history consists of what's the best state to divorce for a man? I see in this story. 4.55 a.m. Mm-hmm. How long before a body, body starts to smell? Yep. 4.58. How to stop a body from decomposing? 5.20. How to embalm a body? He's, ser- he's searching on his own laptop? Yes. This is literally, Bro. it's literally a blueprint to what he did to this woman. Bro. 547, 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. 625, how long for someone to be missing to inherit? She must be worth money. She is. I think yeah. that's the one I saw on TV. 634, can you throw away body parts? 929 a.m. Oh, he took a, he took a three-hour break there. What does formaldehyde do? 9.34, how long does DNA last? 9.59, can identification be made on partial remains? 11.34, dismemberment and the best way to dispose a body. 11.44, how to clean blood from a wooden floor. 11.56, luminol to detect blood. 108, what happens when you put body parts in ammonia? 121, is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? This is the mother of three of his children. Bro, for money. All for money. I, I, I can't believe humans are that big POSs. Like, you really need to kill your mate for money. Like, that's what it comes down to. And you said they got three kids together? Three kids. That's the mother of all his three kids? Yes. Come on, bro. Like, can I can understand we fight, we bicker and whatnot. Once, but to kill the mother of your children over money, bro? Like, because you want, you, all of a sudden you want to like, what do you say? They want this life. Like, oh, I'm single. I got this money. I, I can know. go play. It's kind of like psychosis Like, they want to live this freedom, like this fantasy life. Because this is not, this is like a severe problem. We, there yeah. are so many cases of wives getting murdered by their by their spouse or partner. So I decided to look up some t- statistics. So I'm like, seriously, this is like out of hand. You're sl- Don't worry, babe. Up. I love you to death. <laughs> I'd give my life for you. <laughs> Not the other way around. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Sleeping with the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, right. you're right. It is. Like you need it. women need to strap up. Like, yo, you might want to go purchase a gun on Terry Hubby and stash it just no, in case you need it one so- day. I'm just saying, you gotta protect yourself. Men are stronger physically. You know, it's, it's dirty. It's like 
listen, sneak attack. Like, you have no idea I'm plotting to kill you. Yeah. So I'm going to find the sneakiest, easiest way. I'm going to catch you slipping, whether it's in your sleep or something. It's fucked up because you well, have no chance of protecting yourself because I'm plotting to catch you thing. at your most vulnerable yeah. point. If you, if your mate wants to kill you, they're going to kill you. Yes. You're vulnerable yes. with them. Yes. They're going to kill you. Your guard's down. They're going to poison you. They're going to mm-hmm. do whatever. Yeah. It's scary, you know? And vice versa. Women do it too to men. Yeah, but World Health, according to the World Health Organization. Who? World Health Organization. I know. Yeah. I call them who. Um, the who? 40% of women that are murdered, 40% is from their spouse or partner. Damn. So if a woman is murdered, Jesus 40% Christ, chance dude. that it was from her her spouse or her partner. So basically any woman that gets with a man has a 40% chance of being... No. No. If she's murdered, chances are murdered. it 40% okay. chance I see what you're that saying. it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Babe, if it was forty percent chance, I I, who would who would get married? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's like the divorce rate. <laughs> higher, divorce is higher than that. You're way off. It's no, like but, seventy. But men, it's only seven percent. So seven percent of men that are murdered, in only seven percent of the cases, it is their wife. Mm-hmm. But if forty percent of the murder cases of a woman, it's their partner. Mm-hmm. So men are killing their partner at a more you know, alarming rate. And chances are, if a woman ends up dead, if I die in whatever manner, be ready because you are about to be suspect number one. And that's scary because what if you fall asleep at night, I wake up and your body's lifeless the next day. Then you, regardless of what it is. Oh, it's super on me. A hundred percent. It's on you first. Like, you know? Damn. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like, I feel like there's husbands. <laughs> if my body's lifeless. I dang. feel like no, because I feel like there's there is husbands who are innocent who didn't yes. kill their wives too, agreed, and got convicted and are agreed. on death row, or whatever. They're out there too. I've heard of stories no, like I, that. I I totally agree with because that. Because you have to you have to understand this is something not to get too off topic. But Joe Rogan said DAs always want to win, and they will do whatever. They'll, they'll suppress evidence, knowing that person is innocent. But I must win my case because I must have these wins under my record. That's so dirty. I think they should change the law where DAs should get charged with crimes for doing that. Yeah, that's I do a, agree. That's too dirty. But but what I wanted to talk about more so than that is what why like why why is this happening? So it says that yeah, why spontaneously like if it's not planned or premeditated, mm-hmm. if it's more spontaneous, it's usually someone that they already have a history of domestic violence in their relationship. Mm. So the the person has you know a history of being violent tendencies, and then one time. They, he just takes it too far. Really? Mm-hmm. It's one thing beating so, a chick and then killing her. No, but you, so if you are in a, uh, an abusive relationship, statistically, you have a higher chance of eventually one of those episodes of abuse being the final one. So, wow. you know, it's, it's scary because there's a lot of people, there's probably people listening to this podcast right now that are in an abusive relationship. Remember that story I told you recently happened in Mexico or an ex-MMA fighter? He got into it as girl, pushed her a little too hard. She fell in the shower and broke her neck dead. Yeah. And this happened in Mexico. He's an American. Like, oof. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, who's to say whether he's guilty or not? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but premeditated homicides, the motives are often jealousy or greed. Yep. That's what but I said. A lot of times they become enraged when their wives have more success. That's interesting. So that's. Damn. Um, another thing Talk about is, a hater. She'd be a cheerleader for your wife. I know. Dude, I would be cheering you on if you blew. I wouldn't be a hater. But a lot of men do get insecure. They don't want their women making more money than them. It's a pride thing. 
And their premeditated homicides, even if they're premeditated, they're often very poorly planned, according to statistics. They don't even stop to think like my cell phone can be tracked. Or in this, for this case of this guy who's not a dummy, obviously, he's an investment banker, he was running scams, but he didn't stop to think his search history was going to be. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, hello. Yeah. Bro. Um, yeah you're so supposed to go to like the public library and use another and shit like, like a red flag is if your spouse is extremely controlling if your partner's yep. really possessive wants to control you who you talk to what you wear where you go that's a red flag because if that person if they're a control freak and mm-hmm. if they feel like they're losing control like maybe they lost their job or you know their wife just enters into a more of a power position and they feel like they're losing that sense of control, Yes, it can often lead to like an elevation in abuse or in circumstances of like the wife becoming pregnant is another thing. Pregnant women also statistically are murdered. That's insane. If they're murdered, statistically, it is like a 50-50 chance that it was their spouse or partner. Dang. Even after separation... In fact, a woman that has been is recently separated from from an abusive relationship. So she got out. At that point, she is at more, more vulnerable than ever. Statistically, that is oftentimes when the violence occurs is when she has taken that step. That's insane, dude. The dudes that do that. It's crazy. Domestic homicide offenders' personalities are usually narcissistic and antisocial. Wow. So the, beware the quiet ones. Yeah, and there's those ones. I, I, I guys would say this plainly, but if I can't have her, no one can. You got to be careful of those too because they are out there. Dangerous. Jeez, so he's Walsh is accused of dismembering his missing wife, dismem- dismembering the mother of his three children. It's Over such money. a huge step beyond just killing her. Yeah. Dismembering her. Yeah. You know? The woman you married. Like looking to like. Dude, that's, you're sicko to do that. Not only did you just kill your woman, your wife, but you're dismembering her. That takes a special kind of sick in the head individual to do that. That's not normal behavior, man. Now, the scary thing about domestic violence and abuse is it's not like you start dating somebody and they're an abusive, violent person. It It's like they change or it escalates. It's little things that escalate. And so before you know it, you find yourself in a potentially abusive relationship. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times those abusers, they they love bomb you or it's like you feel like they love you so much. It feels like love. Yeah, it does. And a lot of people who are, you know, vulnerable to that, maybe they had daddy issues or issues as a child or whatever, but it's, it is... Scary. I mean, it's not only husbands and wives. I mean, look at Gabby Petito. Yeah. She was killed by her boyfriend. And the cops could have saved her. They pulled him over. There was was evidence of domestic violence, but you let them go on. They should get sued. They should be in trouble for that. Sad. You know? Yeah, they're sad. They could have prevented a murder. You know how hard that is as a parent? Like, you had my daughter. She was crying. You knew they had- Separate them, Had an altercation. Idiots. And you allowed that. Idiots. God, it's- Police officers are morons. No common sense. So sad. So sad. But I do want to um, put up the number here, and I'll put it in the show notes, but the National Domestic Violence Hotline, it's available 24-7 for confidential support. The number is 1-800-799-SAFE. 
if you or you know someone, you know, Help them. do not underestimate, just like we've often talked about how people underestimate who has the capacity to take their own life. Right. Do not underestimate someone having the capacity to take someone else's life as well. Yes. Or both. Facts. Because murder-suicide is actually very common. That happens common. a lot. Mm-hmm. Scary, scary stuff. Didn't, but... it, didn't it happen recently in Pacifica where the dude drove off the cliff? With his family? Oh, we never talked about that? Devil Slide. Yeah, and I tried looking for more information to see. They charged him. They charged him, but I didn't look up why did they charge him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Did, did his did, wife say something, whatever? So long story short, before we move on, a, yeah. a family in, close to our area in the Bay Area. About 45 minutes from us. Yeah, their Tesla car. went over a, a, a cliff. Off the one. They call it Devil Slide because a lot of cars have gone over that cliff. And they said it's. It's virtually like an unsurvivable fall. Yes. It's facts. a miracle that them and their two children survived, but they were seriously injured and hospitalized. And everyone was like, oh, thank goodness. They they survived. What an amazing rescue mission. And then a few days later, we hear the husband is placed under arrest for attempted murder. Yeah, because the wife probably said, what the hell are you doing? He had a fleeting thought problem. Boom. Maybe. Off the cliff. But that's, I did look into it a little bit because I was curious. It's the, I think the last name is Patel. He's a doctor. A doctor? He's a doctor. Wow. A renowned See? doctor. No history. They, Their neighbors say they're a great family. It showed them like giving cookies to the to the neighbors a couple of what days What do we before. say about that though? Yeah. It's always good exactly. on the outside, on the surface, right? Right. And so, but there was no outward signs of like, oh yeah, definitely saw that coming kind nope, of thing. There never is. So they don't know. Was it like a fleeting? Did, were they having like an argument or were the kids going crazy? Like, did he have just like temporary insanity or was there a lot of stuff that we don't know? Yeah. People don't believe you can have temporary insanity. It hits you fast. It comes quick. Right. And you have a fleeting thought, then here I go. Because I talked to a friend of mine one time. He said the same thing. Like he's had thoughts one time where he just wanted to take his car off the cliff yeah, and like, end what it. What if I just jump off? The, I've, I've heard that too yeah. from someone who Scare. said they were struggling. Yes. What if I just turn my car off the bridge I go. It's over right. for me. No more stresses, no more life. Yeah. Anyway, so I I, dev I looked into that because I'm curious, <clears throat> like, what led to his arrest? Because his wife must have remembered, or the kids, someone remembered something. Of course. And said something. And so that has me super curious. Okay, moving on. Um, What I want to talk about is weight loss stalls. Weight loss. Because I feel like, especially, like, right now... Um, a lot of people are in a calorie deficit, so you're probably going to experience this. So it's a good time to talk about what to expect. I feel like weight loss stalls is used <clears throat> way too loosely. People always think they're stalled. Always. Stalls are actually not that common if what you think it's a true stall. True stalls actually are not that common. Yeah. It's usually not a true weight loss stall. So... To elaborate, weight loss stalls are used are usually like it's a perception that you're stalled because mm. you maybe had some success initially and it slowed down or stopped. Um, Hit a little and bit so of a you, wall. you know, so you think like, oh, I need to do something drastic. Mm -mm. No, you need to just take a closer look at what you are doing. So most people will. The first month that they start like a calorie deficit, they're all gung-ho, right? I'm tracking. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to do my steps. You start to see results. And then what do you do? You, you kind of like get lazy. Yes. You think you got this down. Like, okay, cool. Yep. I'm just going to eat the same thing. But now I know what four ounces looks like, so I'm not going to measure it. Yep. 
now I know what overconfident. Yeah. So you start to not do what you were doing initially. You need to ask yourself, are you really still doing it or did you loosen the reins? That's what we say a fair word, loosen the reins. Yeah. Because what happens when you loosen the reins? You start packing on some fluff. Well, yeah, because you you think you're doing the same thing. It feels like you're doing the same things. It feels like you're eating the same things. I'm still eating my only a bowl of popcorn, but is that bowl of popcorn filling up a little more? Is there, are you snacking a little more because you've got a little overconfident? You had that first month in, you yeah. got results. And so then you think you're a pro and you stop tracking. You just eyeball things. Everybody's stop- guilty. Including yeah. me. I've been, I've done it too. You have to stay tedious until you're in maintenance. Mm-hmm. It, you yeah. have to stay tedious. Listen to the boss, the coach right there. She's telling you guys. Don't let up. Don't letting up is for maintenance. That's for maintenance. And even then, you'll have to come out of maintenance eventually and go back into a deficit. Yours truly is the example of that, which is normal, which is fine. Because when you let off, even in maintenance, it'll start to creep back up. The cheat days will get a little bit more extravagant. Mm-hmm. They'll, you know, my fr- my Saturdays turned into, started at Friday night. Yes. And then it became Saturday. The, the fats will start crawling all over yeah. your body. Like and we're getting okay. here, we're going there. It starts creeping on. But that behavior, we reserve that for maintenance. That's maintenance behavior. So stop acting in maintenance. If you are diligent in your calorie deficit and tedious and do the things, then you can get out of the deficit. That's the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Because maintenance is nice. Yes, it is. You know, maintenance is is fun. Losing is not fun. No. You got to enjoy it. Because you got to look forward to the end goal. That's the fun part about it. But during the process, no, nah, who wants to be hungry? You know, nobody. That feeling sucks. I also feel like avenge of initially with a weight loss program, you, you do the things. You're like, okay, I'm going to eat my protein. I'm <clears> going <throat> to, you know, you, you do everything. And then you have some success. And then you start to cheat the system. You start yeah. to think like, does it really matter if I hit my protein? Maybe I'll just like watch my calories and I'll, I won't pay attention to my protein. Does it really matter if I track my steps? Does it, re- you know, like yes, you it does. start to like, or you start to, again, try to cheat the system. You're like, huh, I kind of want to have like an extra cheat meal. So I'm just going to do like an extra hour on the treadmill or I'm going to put my Apple watch on and I'm going to, you know, work out until I burn 500 calories so that I could go eat 500 calories. Yeah. You start to just look for ways around it. It's just who we are as as humans. Yes. That doesn't work. Don't do that. Mm-mm. You can't do that because true. calories tracked on your device is not reliable. Nope. So you do are you guilty of doing that, would you say? Yes. I am. Of course. I mean, look. I mean, if I would have stayed on let's just say I stayed on keto this whole time and really watched it, I'd be I would have been razor ripped all these years, but no, I let off the, I let the reins loose and I've been battling ever since. Yeah, but you would have struggled in the gym if you would have stayed on keto. Yeah, yeah, I was hitting a wall. For the kind of workouts that I do, very explosive hit workouts. No, it, it wasn't working anymore. A good way to know if you're in a deficit too is if you are feeling hungry. That's the best way to know if you're oh, in yeah. a deficit. Is if you're feeling that hunger and you're like, okay, yeah, my body is telling me. So anyways, but don't overestimate your calorie burn from exercise and don't try to 
you know, cheat out more eating by exercising more. These are all just the kind of things that people tend to do after their their initial excitement on a new program. I like to say it's like looking for looking for loopholes, yes. cheating the system. Yes. Usually you let go of the protein. Maybe you, you try to exchange calories for exercise and, and that doesn't work. Nope. Um, you're also, are you overestimating your consistency? I feel like the other thing besides weight loss stalls is people feel like a rock star if they've been able to stay consistent for three or four weeks. But then they look in the mirror and they don't, look like a rock star yet so there's a disconnect there like damn i thought i was doing so good but where is it and then you kind of like lose steam a little bit and then this is where you look for the the loopholes and then you you'll call it a stall yeah but really it's just because you lost motivation a little bit you um you kind of like your consistency lets up yes facts that's so, true in order to call yourself consistent, and I go, my clients know this because this is what I talk about like all the time. Consistency means you've tracked your calories and stayed within the calorie range. Okay. That's very important. That's, that's consistent. On that day, you've also hit your protein goal. You've gotten in your movement goal for the day. That's consistent. Okay. Add in getting your water in and having a good night's sleep. That's what I consider a consistent day. If you're not having at least 26 of those days out of 30, yeah. you're not consistent enough to make to move the needle. Yep. And take it a step further. On those four days that you're not consistent, it's not like off the chain days. It just means that you've let up on one of those things couple of those things but not that you've had like a binge weekend or whatever because then that'll negate some of those 26 days and until you are literally honest with yourself you i'm good? stretched oh. can i stretch stretch <laughs> until you are honest with yourself um on your true consistency you're gonna try to like say it's a stall i don't know i don't understand i must be stalled i'm not you know, everyone, a lot of times my clients will come to me thinking there's a big change that needs to happen. I must need to change my nutrition style. I must need to go back to keto or I must need to exercise more. I must need a macro change. No. No. Nine not. times out of 10, you must just go back to the drawing board and get your ass to be consistent. You know what we say? Somebody asked me, and not to compare the two, like, how, how did you learn? What's the first thing you teach someone in fighting? I go, dancing. What does that mean? I go, because in dancing, you need to have balance when you're moving around, right? Mm -hmm. You go one side too much, oh, I fall. You go one side right. too, oh. Same thing in fighting. It has to be a balance. You have to feel equilibrium. You have to balance. You have to know how to move right, left, mm -hmm. left, right. That's the first thing you learn. Same thing. How do you how do you master this diet or, or, or calorie or macronutrients? The basics. Like you said, go back to the basics. Stop yeah. trying to do too much, you guys. I'm trying to do this, this, and this, and this, and learn all these gimmicks. Back to the basics. Right. Everything starts with the basics. Stop looking for shortcuts yes. and loopholes and tricks. Yes. You can't trick the system. No. We've been trying to biohack our bodies forever. It doesn't work. There's mm -hmm. no magic pill yet, you guys. No, and that's why when I talk to my clients, you know, I always reiterate, like, if you're struggling big time with consistency, like, roll it back to just worry about calories, right? Because if you don't, if you don't establish a strong foundation, the house is going to fall. Yes. So like, just like think 100%. about it, like building a house, right? Yep. If you don't 
lay a foundation, like a concrete slab down, and you just put up walls, and, and then you put the roof and all this stuff, guess what happens? Eventually, the house will... It's not a solid foundation, right? Nope. So as you keep adding things to it, yes, the house could crumble. It will. But if you start with a nice solid foundation, mm -hmm. then you can add to it and feel confident that, hey, you can even add a second story yeah. because you have a solid foundation. Yes. You could keep going. You can't True. skip. Can't skip to the good part like that song. Stop trying to cheat the game. Can't <laughs> cheat the game, you guys. Sorry. Yeah, you really can't. And, I'm tired um, of people trying to sugarcoat shit. It takes hard work. That's it. Don't don't try to say, oh, is it going to be easy? No, it's hard. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Accept that. Stop trying to shortcuts. Enough with that. Yeah, and I just do, I really do feel like the term weight loss stall is overused. Because of a true stall, let me explain what it, a true stall would be, you've been in a calorie deficit for so long, consistent with it. You've actually been in a deficit for so long that your body has adapted to those calories. It's adapted to the exact out, uh, output that you do because you're working out consistently at the same level and you're eating the same calories for a long period of time and now your metabolism has adjusted. People think that happens much more quickly than it does. That comes with true metabolic adaptation, comes with like, I'm talking like six months of consistency. I'm not talking about someone who is not consistent and is all over the place and feels stalled after six months. I'm like, they're truly metabolically adapted. Yeah. Then you go back to maintenance. You sit there for a while. You re kind of reset your metabolism for a few months and then you go back into a deficit. That's what you do with a true stall. People, again, they think there's some magic you can do to bust a stall, right? Like, oh, drop your calorie. No, if you're in a true stall, <clears throat> I hate to break it to you, but you got to put the diet on pause. Yeah. A true stall means it's time to take a diet break, be okay with being in maintenance for a few months, a controlled maintenance, you might put on a couple of pounds, but still a controlled maintenance. And then when you're ready, when you're rehabbed, which your body will adjust right back up, it loves to do that, that's the beauty, then you go back into your deficit and it'll be very effective. But the, the thing is, the truth be told, it's usually not the case that someone's in a true stall. Yeah. It's usually inconsistency. Yeah. Remember, remember in the beginning when I was doing keto, I was kind of doing it wrong. I was eating too much calories on my coffee and you made, you made an adjustment. All of a sudden I started dropping weight. Yeah. Well, because what stuck. happened was you were doing keto, some, a diet that someone had given you. Yeah. And at first- They call it the power diet. Their yeah. Way. At first you had lost and you lost right away. Obviously you lost that water weight the or water, whatever. The water. And yes. then you stalled. I stalled. And that's when I, I said, well, what are you eating? You and I calculated everything you ate. And I looked at what your macro should be. And I was <laughs> like, look, I know you're on this like keto diet thing, but macros still matter. And you are way over consuming calories and you're not going to lose until you fix this. So because I looked at what you were eating, yeah. you were having a coffee that literally had like 900 calories in it. Because we're putting all of You were putting now. two tablespoons of butter. Two tablespoons of coconut oil yeah. and um, um, heavy cream yes. in your coffee. That's way it was too like nine hundred calorie coffee. So I'm like, mm. hey, let's scale this back. Yeah, just that adjustment alone 
and you started to lose weight again. Yep. And then after that, we put you on macros. That's and when I shifted you into every macros. Every week we took pictures. You could see, you yeah. could see the difference. So even it's though crazy. you did the keto diet, you still tracked macros. Yep. And even when I just coached keto clients initially, it was helping them in the same way because mm -hmm. many, many people found themselves in the same predicament. They started the keto diet and then they felt like they stalled after a month because their weight loss wasn't continuing. It's not that you stalled. It's that you were over consuming <clears throat> calories because you weren't tracking macros. You were simply avoiding carbs. After you got used to how much after you got used to consuming all those fats, your body got used to the digestion of the fats and they weren't as satiating as they first were initially. Mm -hmm. So you were able to consume more, therefore mm -hmm. putting you in a surplus and a lot of people stalled. And that's when I stepped in and did meal plans for keto clients with macros. And I'm like, listen, I, I know keto, no carbs, blah, blah, blah. And the, the sentiment out there is you can eat as much as you want as long as you don't eat carbs. It's not true. Macro Calories still matter. You still got to track calories. Yeah. That's it. There's no way around it. Right. What do we call that? The law of thermodynamics? Yes, that is the law. You, can, you, you can't circumvent that. And even like you know, we talked to. about. They want to so bad, but they can't. Sorry, you guys. You can't. No. You cannot. It's, it, the law of thermodynamics. Look it up yourself. Don't believe us. Look it up for yourself. Go redo your own homework. So, I mean, the key, I think the most important thing when it comes to thinking about your weight loss stall is if you just hunker down and do the work, be tedious, do the things you need to do, get it done. It'll be over quicker and you can get into maintenance and mm -hmm. it'll be easier when mm -hmm. you're in maintenance. Now, don't let the word maintenance fool you, though. Because maintaining weight loss can be tricky as well. Yep. It means that when you go into maintenance, you're still kind of structured. Yes. You could loosen things up. Like you said, I say loosen the reins. You could loosen the reins a little bit. But you can't just go back to what you were doing before because the weight will all come back and then some. And then some. But you do, obviously, maintenance automatically means more calories, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, you know what a lot of in terms of maintenance, the biggest mistake I feel like a lot of people make, besides just stopping the diet and kind of going back to the way things were, stopping tracking, that's one big thing. But another big thing is they think that maintenance means going back to um, what their maintenance used to be. Mm. Or simply just, okay, oh, okay, if I was in a 500-calorie daily deficit, now I'm just going to add 500 calories back in. You can't do that because now you're smaller. That's true. You're, You're a right. smaller version of yourself. Yeah. And the part of reverse dieting, the reason for reverse dieting is so that you can slowly figure out what that new number is without putting on unnecessary weight gain. Yeah. So if you add back in slowly, like, okay, I'm going to add in like 300 calories a day. Okay, I'm still kind of losing a little bit. Let me add another 100. Still kind of losing at another 100. But if you go, you know what? I'm just going to add back 700 calories. And if that's not your maintenance anymore, now you've put yourself into a surplus, you're going to quickly kind of like gain a couple more pounds. Then you're going to feel like, oh, shoot, now I got to go back into a deficit. And this is when yep. you can kind of mess things up. Yeah. Because you don't want to do that. You don't want to go into short deficits and short maintenance phases. Ideally, you're going into a, a deficit to get to your goal or to get to a significant number before you have to take a pause. Because if you have a lot of weight to lose, chances are you're going to have 
a couple of calorie deficit and maintenance phases before you get to your goal. Can't lose 100 pounds on, a, de- on a straight deficit. No. That's not going to work. You're gonna, your calories are going to get too low. Your activity is going to get too high. It's not sustainable. Yeah. You're going to have some bumps along the road. and That's okay. It's part of the process. You guys, start thinking about this long yeah. term. Stop, stop putting short term goals. Tired of, I want to get this body for this summer. Oh, I got to wait. Nah, man. This is, this is lifestyle, dude, for the rest of your life. Not right now. It's not, a, it's not a band-aid. It's forever. So put that in your mindset that this is yeah. forever. I know I'm excited about you getting know? back to maintenance because I like maintenance, but I also know if I just kind of like hunker down and do the deficit for, I would say 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm now, I think, has it been since January 1st, I think. So uh, four weeks will be Monday. Oh, nice. For me, four weeks. Good for you. Um, At least 12 weeks, you know. I might have to, I might go, maybe I'll go 16 weeks. And if I'm not where I need to be, just go into maintenance for a couple of months and then finish it off after that. Um, But because I'm not just, tr- I'm trying to get to a, a new place, not where I was before. I see what you're saying. I'm trying to get to a new place, means meaning that it might take a little longer because I definitely do like a conservative deficit. It's not crazy. Um, but I'm excited to get back to maintenance. So my, in my head, I'm thinking, do the work and you can get back to maintenance. But even for me, <clears throat> I'll have to refigure out where maintenance is. Even though I was in maintenance for an entire year, my new maintenance may not be that. Yeah. I have to refigure out that number and see where my body's at, see where it likes to maintain. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. What yep. do you, what's your goals right now? Like, what, what are your goals for this year of life in terms of physical fitness, like your body? Just you keep any- excelling, keep getting in better shape, keep pushing myself harder, keep learning, getting but better at my striking. But do you have any, like, body aesthetic goals? Just get leaner. That, that's really it. I Let's think I want to drop my 10, 10 pounds, maybe, off this frame. Really? Yeah. What would that take you to? I don't know. Probably 170s? like seventies. Probably like in the one seventies. Yeah. Wow. I'll be a ripped old dude in good shape, fighting shape. A ripped shape. old dude. Yeah, fighting shape. I'll have the women fighting over me, but I'm taking ladies. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. You know what? I don't I'm even joking. know what my weight is because I decided to like I did like I've I think I've talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I just because I'm in a recomp, I'm literally trying to put on muscle and then get leaner. I'm lose I'm trying to lose body fat. And I already have a DEXA scan um that I can compare to that I'm trying to get better than. So, um I decided not to weigh myself because it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Um for from where I'm at. So, cuz it's like I've been kind of the same weight for like 5 years, 120 pounds, but my body has been completely different in those five years yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. one thing like, i've done differently is I've, I've added more protein into my meals you needed that i, I need told that. you yeah. yeah protein shakes any any extra i can get because yeah, I, the I way i'm training you were, you were low on protein mm-hmm. um that helps with satiety too yeah so for me i'm just kind of more focused on how i look i can tell you one thing and this is very cool feeling because i'm in a deficit so i technically i should be feeling weaker but I feel strong. I, and I did up my protein. I up my protein by about 20 grams a day um, because I wanted to make sure that I'm not going to lose this muscle that I've worked hard for yeah. during a deficit because that's a risk. When you are in a deficit, there's a risk that you could lose lean muscle. You'll lose some. You won't um, hold on to all of it. But if you up your protein, you'll minimize that. Yes. 
And if you up your protein and you are really still having good workouts, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to lose muscle. Yeah. And I feel strong. I don't feel weak. That's a good sign right there, what you just said. Right. When you're losing, when you're on deficit, if you're feeling strong, you're doing something right. Yeah. Because a lot of times you feel way weaker. You do, and that's when you lose. When you feel weaker and all steam, of a sudden. Yeah, your steam ain't there. You're, when you're reaching for the lower weights, it's like, oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. That means my muscles are shrinking. Yeah. And I don't want that. No. So um, I do feel strong. So I, I feel confident that I'm retaining my muscle. It, like I said, I'm in a super conservative uh, fat loss phase. I would, I would say maybe a half a pound a week of body fat if and I'm it's, lucky. And it's crazy. We don't go crazy on Saturdays no more. That's mm -hmm. another thing that's helped. Well, that, well I, it's part of my deficit. Yeah. That's why I can't. Um, but mm -mm. so I figure in, in four weeks, I, two pounds of body fat probably. I would say I probably lost. I doesn't feel sound like much, but that's a lot of body fat. Of body fat, of pure body fat, because it's concentrated kind of in my abdomen. Because, like I, I said, like I used instead of my the scale, I'm using a pair of jeans that were feeling like I couldn't zip them. I I think I could button them four weeks ago, but I couldn't zip them Ooh. because I yeah. think like my I had was holding more fat in like my abdomen, and um, a week ago I tried them on and I could zip them. Ooh, it's working. I'm like, okay, cool. That's body fat gone. That's the only reason why I could zip them now. And then now I try them on and like they're buttoned, they're zipped, and they look good. Like the, the That's the motivation, right? Yeah. Well, you know it's working. I used to say that to my clients, like get a pair of jeans that you absolutely love, but you yeah. can't fit in them or a dress that mm -hmm. you absolutely want to rock or wear. Make it your goal. Yeah. Make it your goal. Because once you get in there, the, your motivation even jumps higher than it keeps going. Yeah, and these are jeans. They're Zara jeans, and there's zero stretch. They're 100% cotton. Um, jeans like that keep you honest AF. Because a pair of Lululemons look good, whether I'm, you know, five pounds up or five pounds down. It's I Your remember this. My coach used to say, like, I don't know what it is about those Lululemons, but some of my clients come in here and I'll look at them going, okay, good. It looks like they've been sticking to their diet. He goes, and then I'll do a, a, a posing test in their bikini because he's, you know, a competition coach. And he would say, oh, man, those Lululemons tricked me again. They, they've been cheating on their diet. He could tell just by looking at someone. Oh, he was good. Oh, he was Matt, so Matt good. Was good. And I feel like I've gotten that. Like, I can tell. Like, you don't have to. I don't want to hear it. Let me just look at your pictures. And, and I'll be able to tell even more so than the number on the scale, anything. I just got to look at your pictures and then I know, I know what's been and going many, on. Let's be honest. How many women go and buy workout clothes and don't work out? They just wear it to be cute. Let's be honest. I'm telling you. Let's keep it real. Lululemon is packed. Packed. The economy is supposed to be bad there, and we're supposed to be broke. Every time you go and I'm going with you, geez, dude. It's, it's like. It's insane. Yeah. Like, how many people shop And it's expensive. I look at those prices and I'm good. Yeah. It's, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. But hey, it's a good, it's a good treat for yourself. Nothing if wrong with you that. Yeah. reach a goal, say, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to some Lululemons. For me, it's to fit into these, fit good or comfortable again in my super not stretchy hmm. Zara jeans because I have two pairs that are the same size and I want them to look, feel cute again in them. And like I said, I, I tried them on a few days ago. They buttoned, they zipped. That means the calorie deficit is working. I could, that's what I mean. Like I could care less what a scale says. But I need to try them on again. I need to see if it's even... Uh, that was a few days ago. So Monday, I'll try them on again. 
And then um, I will do, I'm going to, like I said, I'll do a YouTube, like a progress update and I'll show you the difference and where the changes are. I'll do a video on that. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget now we've got the coffee breaks. Yeah, we do. So you might see us popping up on your newsfeed or popping up on your podcast a little more frequently. Um, if you love our podcast and you like having coffee with us as often as possible, then make sure you leave us a five-star review Please on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. And refer us to all your friends and family. Oh, whoever. yes, share, share Please. It. Yeah, we want to grow you guys. That's a good way to get get it out there for us to share. Yes. If you, if you hear a podcast episode you like, share it, tag your friends and family. We'd really appreciate also, it. Also, before you. we go, any oh. questions you have, anything you want to talk about, let her know. We'll talk about it. Anything you have. Yeah, I did. I, regarding already marriage, people, anything. I already have people commenting some ideas, good. so I have some coffee break ideas. Good. So, All right. Lots of good topics coming up, guys. Okay, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next one. See you.